I'm Sean Bowles, and I want to welcome you to Exploring the Prophetic Podcast. I have a passion for how the prophetic gifts can change the world around us. They make simple, everyday people like you and I a catalyst for life-changing experiences with the supernatural. On this podcast, I have friends from all different backgrounds who each have a powerful story to tell about how the prophetic is shaping their world. I invite you to be part of the conversation. This is Exploring the Prophetic. Welcome to the podcast today. I'm Sean Bowles, and I'm hosting you on Exploring the Prophetic. And today we have an incredible special guest. We have Apostle Guillermo Maldonado, who's the senior pastor of King Jesus International Ministries, which is based in Miami, but they're the fastest growing multicultural church in the nation right now. They have so many different uh, ethnicities in their church. A lot of it, there's a dominant Spanish community, but there's, there's a lot of other people groups, Africans and Europeans. And he has written over 50 books, which is incredible, on basically activating people in the supernatural and activating the glory of God in churches and businesses and and governments. And last time I was with him, he had called me up and said, I really want you to be a part of what we're doing. I I want to invite you to something. And, And when I went for the first time, I realized like this is a really special movement, what they're building. They're building something that is rare because it's presence driven, presence of God driven, they're believing everybody can prophesy. As a matter of fact, we were riding around in the car with two of the young adult type pastors and ministers, and they had been just on the streets the day before, the day before that. They've been talking about doing prophetic evangelism you know, everywhere, and that's just kind of the temperature of people in the church are going after the supernatural in their everyday lives, but also reaching out to their community, reaching out to the world around them. And I was really connected to his heart. I really felt connected to the love-based approach they're going after. And we just we just had this divine connection that I wanted to share with you through an interview. So I hope you enjoy our interview today. Oh, you guys, today on the podcast, we have one of my favorites. Apostle Maldonado, you are on right now. This is amazing. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Well, thank you very much for inviting me. I'm so honored to be here with you and, and also somebody that I admire and respect so much how you precisely you hear the voice of God and uh, I'm happy to be here with you. Oh, well, I mean, you, you are, and I don't say this in a, in a weird way to puff you up, but you're a legend in the church world right now, as far as what you're doing in the nations and you move in the supernatural, you have the church and network that would normally be in more of a seeker friendly base as far as numbers, because you have, I mean, just millions of people around the world who are relating to you, but they're relating to you out of a place because they're seeing God move and resolve things in nations. Like I just know some of the stories you and I, when I was at your, your conference over the summer, we're talking about, and I'm just, I, I was only there for 20 hours and I was so blown away by the quality of people who were there because it was a leadership conference. And then by your heart to be uncompromising in your pursuit of just encountering God. And it was so, it was so beautiful to be with you. Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, I really appreciate it because uh, there's some basic principles that the ministry, the ministry is established on. And one of those principles is in relationship. We have, by the grace of God, uh, almost 700 people directly connected under me. And most of 325 churches, most of those churches, they came to me with nothing, like 40 people, wow. like 50 people. Now there's the churches of 40,000, 60,000, and then seven years. <laughs> I know. I met some of those pastors. I was like, how do you go from 40 to 50,000? You know, it's like, <laughs> talk about a move of God. Okay. So here's, here's what we're doing. Here's the deal on the podcast is that we're exploring the prophetic. 
And we're talking about how the prophetic makes a difference in our lives. You know, a lot of people look at the prophetic and they think of it as a platform gift in the ministry to help your ministry get better. And they don't think of it as like, actually God speaks because he had an original agenda and he wants to change the world. And you've had some epic, I mean, so many epic stories that it's just unreal. But is there any story that comes to mind when we say we're exploring the prophetic that you want to take us on the journey of? Yes, yes. Uh, you know, Sean, the... Um uh, it's important for people to understand because when they hear you prophesying or calling names and addresses and phone numbers and they think, well, that is impossible for me. I, I can't do that. Well, that's what people think, but we must understand the spirit dimension. Yeah. And And to understand the spirit dimension is that we all have access to it. Uh, by the blood of Jesus, there's many access to the spirit dimension. We can access through praise and worship. Yeah. We can access by faith and we can access through fellowship mm -hmm. uh, with God and the blood of Jesus. So we have access. Everyone have asked the access to the to the spirit dimension and something else to understand also that uh, in the spirit realm uh, um, moves first by sound. When God speaks, there's sound. Yeah. And there's something that the sound of the voice of God produces. And number one, it produces um, a faith in the heart. When you hear God, you prophesy because you heard God. And somebody said, yeah, but I, I, I can't do it. Well, if you can't do it, that means it wasn't God. Yeah. If God speaks always, his voice will cause his faith to arise inside of you. Number two, it awakens uh, the conscious and the spirit of men. Mm. When you hear the voice of God, it awakens something in you. Nobody can tell you it's not God. And somebody said, oh, I, I'm, I'm doubting if it's God, it wasn't God. That's not God because when his voice is heard in our spirit, it awakens that, so that conscious and the spirit, and you know that you know what it is. Now, it gives you the faith to step out what you heard. And, and it's important to establish this because um, when 20-something when, uh, years ago, the Lord spoke to me, um, and the Lord said, I want you to build me a temple, a church, debt-free church. And he said, one of the brands of your ministry will be debt-free ministry. Wow. And I said, to, in that time, I didn't have it, Sean. I didn't have any money. I didn't. <laughs> so, but the Lord said, I want you to build me a temple. So I put the plants together and uh, we saw the temple was $30 million in that oh, time. Wow. And, and if you went to the bank, there was nothing. So it was like maybe $70,000. There was nothing. And um, so I heard God <laughs> What did I tell you? That the voice of God causes for you to move. If God spoke, it will create faith in your heart. So I did it. I lost uh, three, four families because they said, no, that's from not from God. That is your ambition and wow. all this and all that. Well, well, I took the step of faith anyway. I lost people. I took the step of faith. I took a risk, like you said in your book. <laughs> Uh, there's, you know, in your book, by the way, your book is, is so powerful. I oh, think it's, this is what this generation needs. And you said in your book, we need to take risks. So I took the risk and, um, in 28 months, we built the church debt free, pay for, and that was the beginning of a ministry that operates debt free. 
right now. I mean, I don't know that people, like even people around you, when they hear that, sometimes when people hear epic stories that are so beyond the natural, it's hard for them to relate and look at it and go, this is a prototype for me to believe in my own faith. It may not be for a $30 million building, but when I stood inside your campus, I was like, I knew the level of miracle. It was, it was as significant as Amy Simone McPherson doing a debt-free church in the Great Depression in Los Angeles. She did the Angel's Temple. You did the same kind of thing in Miami that is impossible, physically impossible to do. And I think when I stood there, I just sat there and I, I accessed by your faith, my own faith saying, God, he did it. Like he, he stood in your dream and manifested it. And some people don't have great understanding when they walk in, they're benefit benefactors of this, but they're not, they're not somebody who would see themselves as a father who can do this as well, or a mother who can do this as well. So I love that about you, that you're an activator. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And you know, Sean, there's something important that people need to understand, those that are, that are, that are you know, here in the podcast now, is that the prophetic must be declared. Mm. And God has risen people like you, like me, to declare certain things in the spirit, like the book said, your book said about uh, God said to Abraham. Uh, and I'm telling you because there's people waiting and say, yeah, yeah, but I, I won't believe for $30 million. But, but you need to believe for a parking lot when you go to Publix or when you go to the supermarket. Start <laughs> something so small. Exactly. <laughs> Especially you know, in, in a big some, city. <laughs> right, right. You know, you need to start with something you know, like uh, like $10,000 or something. And um, this was prophesied. Uh, after the Lord spoke to me, Prophet Cindy Jacob came to me and prophesied. And after I moved, when God spoke to me, she came and prophesied. And she gave me the play, the name of the place. She gave me the address. She gave me the whole thing, the whole thing. So wow. I acted on it. But this is the this is what I'm going to say. It takes when God said to Abraham and, and God said, would I uh, hide from Abraham, what I'm about to do with Sodoma and Gomorrah? He said, I wouldn't do that. But this is my question. He had such a strong, deep relationship with God that God said, I can't hide anything from him. Mm. He knows me so closely that I, I won't be able to do that. So I won't hide anything from my friend Abraham. So I believe that people... Is God is raising prophets like you that 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 can hear God in the now because the spirit of dimension operates in the now. Yeah. And God is using people to reveal the secrets, to reveal the now, to reveal what God is doing now to a person, to a city, to a country. And they have to prophesy. They have to be declared. That's what people don't understand. Before it comes in the visible dimension, somebody needs to declare. And God has raised you up like other prophets that are hearing God and to do bring this. And I that's why I think the prophetic is so important in the church. Well, and I think when there's a prophet that's raised up, it just is an example of how everybody can access God more. And a lot of times when we look at a prophet, I was in a movement one time where when prophets were appointed, they were the only ones who'd prophesy, as opposed to like your movement, you're expecting anybody can prophesy. There's just prophets who have the mantle to speak into the government of the house and the government of the movement. And, and I love that there's, there's just a, a reverse engineering that happens with me. Like when I went into your building and you told me the story and I started, and we were at a leaders conference that you were doing with thousands of people. And I thought this leaders event where these people who used to have 40 member churches and now have mega churches, it would have never, 
impacted society the way that you guys are because you guys are meeting with local governments. You guys are meeting. I mean, you're doing so much. You would have never had that if you had just stayed in a normal church mode. And I feel like we're, we have to dream God's dream, but the only way to do that is like you're saying is the prophetic declaring what God wants right now. And then and then our faith lines up for it. And I think people are afraid of, of being overly ambitious or being exaggerated, you know, or get prone to exaggeration or delusional. But Ephesians 3.20 says he wants to do beyond what we could hope for or imagine. You're actually walking in a measure of that that I so respect. But tell me about this because um, you went to Venezuela after they had a two-year drought. And that was one of the moments that, like, you declared something and it, and it broke. So tell us that story. Yeah, you know, I went to Venezuela like I always. I go for an assignment with an assignment. Every time the Lord sends me to a country, I have an assignment from God. I'm not just going over there to look for a place to preach. And... Um, when I went there, I had the people from the government who came to see me in the hotel room. And they said, Apostle, we just wanted to let you know that we've been we've been having this drought in the country. And uh, he said, can you do me a favor? I want you to come and pray. I can, um, I can provide the plane. I can provide anything you need, the money uh, for you to come. I said, no, 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 I don't need no money. I don't need no, no plane. Let, let, me, let me pray to the Lord. And uh, so I prayed and the Lord said, tomorrow in the service, when, when my spirit fall, because in the prophetic, Sean, as you know, um, in the prophetic, we must have the right atmosphere to release the word oh, yeah. to create an impact. It's not the same thing that, that I can tell you now in, in like, oh, well, Sean, this is what the Lord tell me that I can release it to you, the same word, under the divine atmosphere. Yeah. So, and the Lord said, when the atmosphere is right, I want you to declare over the country. So that's what I did. We prepared, I told the people, I need worship. And not worship that, that, that you know, exalt the flesh, but the worship that exalt God, Jesus, and the blood and, and the cross. So I did it. And the moment he said, the Lord said, now declare. So I declared. And I said, God, um, I declare over the over the country and start raining. And, and I did. So that was, uh, I think, a Wednesday. So I left like um, Saturday night. And after I left... Uh, it, it, it was raining in the country for almost two weeks nonstop. Oh, my gosh, after two years. Nonstop. But you're talking about a drought that the the, uh, the cows were dying and uh, crops and, and the harvest. It was it was very, very bad. And I think, Sean, these are the, the, the times that we're living in that if we don't have any authority over the nature, we're going to be in trouble. Yeah, I mean, we're seeing that right now with— all the hurricanes and all the craziness that's going on in the world. It's, I think of St. Patrick. I remember going to uh, the Irish Isles and and reading the real history of St. Patrick and how there was about to be a tsunami that would have destroyed all of that part of the UK. And he said, basically, not on my watch, declared what the Lord worship declared, and the tsunami turned into a little wave that did no damage. And I'm thinking these are examples in modern history. These aren't even just biblical history. Like, what about right now? And I just think, like, you guys are in Miami. You guys just suffered the storm. And I love that your church is there because I know that one of the reasons why it didn't have the impact it was supposed to is because you guys prayed for real. Well, you know, you know, Sean, 12 hurricanes before 
Irma, 12. Wow. We prayed. They were coming directly to Miami. As a matter of fact, Katrina, Katrina was coming directly to Miami. But we prayed. We humbled ourselves. We prayed. And I think we have seen that. And, you know, you know something that you were mentioning. Uh, and somebody said, oh, yeah, but that you because you're apostle and you're prophet, you can do that. No. I, let me tell you, all my sons and spiritual sons and daughters in Africa, in Latin America, in Europe do the same thing. I have droughts in Africa. I mean, you terrible droughts. And my sons have prayed and rain, had rain over the nation. And as a sign to the government, in other words, it's not only somebody saying, well, I I got that special anointing. Nobody can do this. I think this is something that we need to train the people that the times that we're living in, we must, we must understand. And we have to come up into an authority, a level of authority, a measure of authority that, that we have to have over nature. And I think the prophetic is so important in the times that we're living in um, to reveal what secrets, what God is doing, why he's doing it. We must understand. And this is, again, I want to mention your book because I think it's so powerful. Uh, for those people that, that maybe they don't know you and those people that are saying, well, yeah, that, that's a special anointing. I can do that. No, I think everyone. And something that when you came here to my ministry, you uh, activated uh, 3,000 leaders. Something that I saw was your humility. In other words, something that marked your ministry was two things. I saw your humility and I saw your love. I, I think that the greatest motivation for a supernatural ministry is not power. Yeah. I think it's love and it's humility. And I saw those two things in you. And that's what I see uh, you moving. You move in names and, and I haven't seen very prophets, you know, many prophets doing that because I think you're taking risk, not for your own credit. You're taking risk to bless people. Uh, yeah, I mean, it takes uh, one to I, know I one. You... You're you're the exact same person who you're describing. I feel like you're a love based, humble man who's saying, "I'm going to take a risk for God." So I, I, it takes it takes someone to recognize it because they're they're valuing that already in their own life. But can I can I give you a quick testimony? Tell me of what you did. Tell me uh, what you what you did here. There's a couple. They just got married, and um, she graduated from the university. He graduated from the university. They have a secular job. And you called them out into the altar by name. You said this, 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 and then you prophesied this, is this. And they got it. They got the word. They put it into practice. And you know what happened? I just spoke to them uh, mm. two weeks ago. And they said, you know, uh, Dad, that we have made already, already. The, in the first three months of the year, we make $100,000 profit. Wow. No, I'm not talking about profit. He said, and now we believe we're going to close the year with $300,000 profit. Wow. And this is the people that were making $30,000, $40,000 a year. Wow. And because one prophetic word, you call him on the altar. As a matter of fact, she came by herself. Uh, her husband, he couldn't make it. But you prophesy. And this is what produced you declare it, and now they're going to close that business. I mean, they're going to close with $300,000 profit. Isn't that incredible? That's incredible. I just think, again, in this podcast, I think we're focusing on the declarations. And I think it's so profound when you learn. And the average person who's listening, you can learn how to 
hear God's voice, but you have to really learn how to hear his heart. It's not just his voice. It's not a gift based. It's intimacy first, like you were saying before. And then that leads us to know what was is on his mind currently right now. Well, hey, we got to close down this podcast. You've been amazing. Tell us how we get a hold of you. You're a resource. And I mean, you have a church network, you have books, you have so many books, you have, you have training center, but what would you like to highlight? What's your website? How can we get a hold of you? Uh, KingJesus.Ministry.org. They can go to KingJesusMinistry.org and you can find books, uh, uh, conferences, preaching, teachings, and, 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 and a lot of stuff. Yeah, and also your TV show is a weekly TV show that's on several Christian networks. Make sure to check it out. And I love about Apostle Maldonado, you're going to get – literally a res not just a library, but a resource center full of materials at their website. They stream everything. You can watch all their videos. And I want to encourage you to just be a part of his world. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you. Thank you, Sean. God bless you. Bless you too. Thank you for joining us today on Exploring the Prophetic. I'm your host, Sean Bowles, and I want to encourage you to continue the conversation with us. Go to our website, www.bowlesministries.com. Also, let's continue the conversation together on our Facebook page. And if you're enjoying the podcast, make sure to subscribe to it. Join me next time where we explore the prophetic together.